Better than you remember, right? That's the name we're going with? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I didn't know if it was better than you remember, better than we remember. Better than you remember. Better than you remember, okay. Podcast one. Wrong name throughout. Okay. Are you ready to go? I'm ready, man. Okay. Well then, this is the first one. This is Better Than You Remember, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, episode one. Episode Season one. one. Yeah, this so is this it, is man. gonna suck. <laughs> okay. Well, I am Mike Moliterno. Tony Marr is here. Hello. We're gonna be talking about Big Trouble in Little China. I think one of our favorite movies. It's up there, man. It's definitely up there. Okay. So yeah. Um, well, I, just to start off, I would say that when viewed in the right context, Big Trouble in Little China is one of the best movies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that too much? In the right context. In the right context, sure. In the right context. Sure. Yeah. In the right context, you know, Genie right. was the best movie of all times, too. No, 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 no. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. This is going to get ugly fast. But in, in the right context, Big Trouble in Little China, almost as much as any other movie, knows exactly what it is. Right. Leans into it and, and then just does it. Yeah. And I think that's why I liked it so much because it, it's like... The people that made the movie looked like they watched all the other movies that we loved growing up as kids and, yeah. like, just kind of went with it. Like, just like you said, like, they leaned into it. They knew what it was, and that's what it is. Yeah. Every 14-year-old boy should love this movie. Yes. Yeah. And every 30-something. And in yeah, <laughs> former 14-year-old boys. Right. right. Exactly. Um, I think it has one of the best plots of all time. <laughs> okay. It does. <laughs> It has one of the greatest lead characters of all time. I, I agree with you. Right? That, yes. And I think it has maybe, it's maybe one of the only movies, it may be the only movie I've ever seen, to use the concept of one character is going to be in an entirely different movie than the entire rest of the movie exists. We're going to have the movie, and then this one character, he's the main character, almost doesn't exist in that movie. Right. He's in a different movie entirely. It, it, like, it definitely came across that way, too. Right. And that's, yeah, you're right. You're right. And we'll talk about Kurt Russell in, the, that's who we're talking about. Yeah, right. We'll Jack talk Kurt. about him later when we get to um, the casting and all of that. Well, I guess, let's just start off. What do you like about this movie, or what do you love about this movie? Okay, so from nostalgia point, this came out and Asian culture influenced a lot of what Hollywood did, you know, at the time. So you had the Karate Kid that came out slightly before this. It actually went up against Karate Kid Part 2 the same month it came out. This was 86? Yeah. Okay. So Karate Kid 2 came out later that month. You um, still had, like, the Bruce Lee stuff going you still, on. Right. And you had, what? Yeah. The Last Dragon. So, so it had... Was that out? It was out. It was, right, I think, right before it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but, I mean, it was just one of those things that leaned into it. And, you know, at the time, Kurt Russell was one of the greatest actors, in my opinion, during the <laughs> 80s. And today, still. He has a weird career. I don't know. It's, I'm not saying he's a bad actor. He but, just has a weird career. No, you're right. This you're is right. probably about the height of his fame, and he's still sort of an unknown actor who's never been in anything big. Right. Uh, well, yeah. Well, because he was in, was did um, Escape from New York come out before this? It had been before this. Yeah, so that was like yeah. major, him and John Carpenter's first foray. Or was it The Thing? No, 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 no. I think it was um, Escape from New York. Then they think they did a TV movie. I have it written down okay. somewhere. <laughs> But, yeah, they did several movies together, but this might actually be the second to last. I think this is the second to last before Escape from L.A., which was, like, 97 or something. It's the last. But, yeah, I mean, it had everything. You know, in my childlike mind, you <laughs> you had action. Mm -hmm. You had a great great buddy cop almost deal going on with him and Wang. Yeah. Um, you had magic. You had mysticism. And you had Kim Cattrall. Yes, who, yeah, and <laughs> definitely the peak of her career. Well, I guess Sex in the City, but I never watched that. But yeah, I would. I guess I would echo you. It has everything in it that if you just wanted to go, like if you were going to go to a drive-in, this is like the ultimate movie that you would watch with a group of people. Yes. You could sort of be talking. You could, you know, not pay too much attention to the movie. You don't really, even if you pay attention to the movie, you're not going to really know what's going on. Right. But it's just, it hits you with, like you said, kung fu, monsters, magic, <laughs> uh, just comedy, 
love, I think. There was some love. Sort of. Yeah. Everything in the world is in the movie. Kung Fu. Right. Right. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about about the movie. So, well, what's the plot? So basically, what, what is isn't this? the plot? Yeah, is yeah, the yeah. question. And it doesn't matter either. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is a vehicle for crazy stuff to happen and for Kurt Russell to say something stupid about it. Yeah, very. That's little really ex- it. Yeah, very little exposition. Yeah. You if know? the movie lasted eight hours, I'd watch all eight hours of it. Yeah, I wish it was a series. Uh huh. Yeah. It should be. Yeah, it could be a series. That's what, well, that's what it felt like because it felt like action sequence. All right, we we, we solve this problem temporarily. Mm-hmm. Then there's another problem. Right. Like that's how the movie worked. You know, it's, it's yeah. It, it starts off with Jack Burton just driving down the road, you know, right. just in a big rig. <laughs> just <The> ranting <laughs> into the night. Pork chop express. Into the ether. <laughs> yeah. Doing his, 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 yeah, his trucker podcast. Is it? <laughs> sort of. That's what I hope this is. That's I hope this just turns uh-huh. into Jack Burton. I'd listen to Jack Burton. If Jack Burton did a podcast that was nothing but that, I'd listen to that <laughs> every day on my way to work. Yeah, you can, and you can tell that the Jack Burton character is definitely based on almost like a John Wayne. I mean, even the way oh. that he pronounces everything is right. like John Wayne. He's that cowboy, but the cowboy's out of place when it comes into Chinatown. Right. You know? <laughs> Chinatown well, like Snake Plissken role. was Clint Eastwood. This is John Wayne. Yeah. But Jack Burton is, I don't think, I've never seen a character quite like him. No. Well, but, but I think a lot of action heroes do owe something to Jack Burton. In a way, because he's kind of the everyman who's a little bit out of his element. Nope, nobody's ever played dumb the way Jack Burton no. does. <laughs> like nobody's ever had, I guess, the balls to make their leading man as helpless and confused as Jack Burton. Right. But they certainly give them, you know, the uh, they go the other way. They give him the 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 smart remarks and the quick wit and everything, and they make him a smart ass. But they make him really, really capable. Jack Burton is all of those things, and somehow it's even cooler that he can't back any of it up. Yeah, that's... Right. <laughs> like, and I think that the, the best part that exemplifies that is, you know, when they finally go down to, like, the dungeon area, and he shoots up in the air, and then, like, the, 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 the ceiling falls right. on. Like, exactly. that is so Jack Burton, or when he's, you know, in the wheelchair. Like, all those parts are... It pretty much exemplifies exactly what you just said. Yeah. I... Yes. We'll get to Jack Burton That's the American bit. attitude, man. That's what it that is. It is. Yeah. He's a very American character. Um, do we want to recap the plot at all? Yeah, let's, let's go ahead. Recap the plot. All right. Well, it's basically Jack Burton is a truck driver. He's in San Francisco. He's in so. San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's there delivering pork, I think. Well, it's Pork Chop Express, man. It's the Pork Chop Express. He's there. He arrives sometime late at night to deliver what I imagine is pork. <laughs> he is there with his friend, a Wang, who is Chinese, who owns a Chinese restaurant in Chinatown. And they go to pick up Wang's um, fiance, who is just arriving from China to be married to Wang. She gets kidnapped by some street thugs, Lords some of death. an Asian gang. Yeah, <laughs> the Lords of Death, exactly. And Kim Cattrall is randomly there, which is a confusing part of the movie. It doesn't yeah. make any sense, really. It's it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but so then Jack and Wang, they try to find his fiance, and they end up in the underworld of yeah. Chinese so black there's, magic and sorcery, yeah, there's and an there's Asian yeah. street gangs, right? And then black magic and sorcery, right? And craziness ensues. Yeah, and anything is on the table. Yeah, right. And that is the entire plot. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> Again, it's just a vehicle for craziness to happen, Jack to be confused, and then to like, how about we throw in a monster? How about this is a uh, an action scene? How about this has some dead people in it? How about this has you know what I mean? Yeah. A, a Sasquatch. Yeah. That's it. It's yeah, right. That it's was, just what are they? What's going to be in the next ten minutes of this movie? You don't know. And how's Jack going to screw it up? Yeah, and you don't know. Go yeah, into that. But it's movie. always fun. Oh, absolutely! It's a fun ride. All right. So this stars Kurt Russell as Jack Burton, who we will talk about in a bit. Also in the movie is, as we said, Kim Cattrall as Gracie Law. So this would have been right after Porky's, right after um, her stint uh, on Police Academy. And then Dennis Dunn, who is Wang, his friend, who apparently they wanted Jackie Chan to play um, Wang. I don't know why they didn't get Jackie Chan. One of the guys who's in the gang looks like a young Jackie Chan. Yeah. Every time I watch the movie, whoever I'm watching it with says, is that Jackie Chan? But it's not him. There, it's one of the guys. Yeah, I, don't know I know, I know what you're talking about. And, and also, you're sorry, uh, there is that one guy that's in every 
80s movie. He always plays a villain and has no lines. He has the. He like, dies in them all. Yeah, yeah. He always dies. Like he was in Tango and Cash, too. He was yes. like the torturer. Yeah. I think I, I he played Genghis Khan in Bill and Ted's Excellent yes. Adventure. But I think you're right. But I don't think he died in that one. Well, you don't know. It's the only movie he lived in. You don't through. know. Really? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Dennis Dunn, he plays Wang. Then you have James Hong, who is one of those guys that he's apparently, I thought I knew him from more movies, but he's apparently only in like three movies I've ever seen, and one of them I barely remember, and that's Three Ninjas. Yeah, he's uh, like a ton of movies. But I've never, but I, I looked his IMDb up, and I've only seen three of them. Also, but I thought he'd been in like every, I, I, I just swore, I'd have bet you I've seen him in 15 he's, movies. He's such a memorable person. So you, right. maybe it's like one of those, what is that, the Mandela effect when you think he's in a bunch of movies. Maybe. But, and he was also in The Golden Child. I've never seen The Golden Child. Okay, so we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But it's the, they rushed this movie, the production right. on this movie, to beat The Golden Child because they're like, they have Eddie Murphy. Right. Like, we'll get killed if we push it out. At the same and who's time ever seen movie. The Golden Child? Oh, have you? Is it good? It's a great movie. No, I don't know. It's a great movie. I never saw it. It looks stupid. Wow. And then who else do we have? Oh, I'm sorry. James Hong is David Lopan. I'm an idiot. Victor Wong. Victor Wong yeah. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I got confused. Victor Wong is Egg Shen. David, James Hong, yeah. He's he's low pan. He's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. Yeah, and which uh, here's another thing that always confused me. Why is low pan in the alley at the very beginning when Jack and them pull in? Well, because the storms came in. The three storms. But came he's in. in a four. But but they go to like this great length of like he has no flesh. He's not a person. So he's this old man like in this temporary body, or he becomes like his spirit self. That's like his true form. But then like for some reason he's just this hobo. On the side, like they never explain it. It's just a random shot. It's confusing. Well, it's, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Just to show him. Just to show him. So I was guess. he? What was he? Was he? Was he a spirit? He was, he was a demon. A, what is he? From what I understand, he was a person. Right, and well, that's the old one, right? When he's old, Lopan. They never really explain it. I got confused. Yeah. I, it doesn't man. matter. Plot it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but Victor Wong is Egg Shen. He's the guy that's been... He was in Tremors. Mm -hmm. He was the shopkeeper who yeah. got eaten by the Tremor. That was sad. <laughs> um, and then Kate Burton plays Margot, the annoying reporter, who I guess, according to my wife, was also Meredith Grey's mom on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, wow. And then, <laughs> and then David Lee plays Eddie Lee, who's just there. Who's just... <laughs> Who has no purpose? He was, he's the maitre d' of the restaurant, and he's just like he was hilarious though. Come on, he knows kung fu. He does know. Well, yeah, he right. knows how to fight. It was the eighties. Everyone knew kung fu. Um, Such Jack Burton. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Clint Eastwood was in the running to play Jack Burton. Huh? They or they wanted Jack Burton, or they wanted Clint Eastwood, and apparently, Kurt Russell turned down the Highlander to play this movie. Can you to imagine be in this movie? what kind of crazy movie timeline would have happened if Kurt Russell was in Highlander and Clint Eastwood was in Big Trouble in Little China? What do you mean? I'm saying, like, if, if Kurt Russell didn't I can't see him out, as a Highlander. No, but How you can never he do know. A, he can't do a Scottish accent. You don't know? You don't know what his acting chops are? I know. I mean, you saw this? Mm -mm. Okay. Here can be only one. Anything we want to talk about with casting? Um, I will say this. Mal Lin... Was she had? <laughs> she has no lines. No lines. She doesn't do anything whatsoever. Not no. even like a high. She has one one expression. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Well, no, she has two eyes open and eyes closed. Oh, yeah. That's it. Um. Anything else? No casting. We're done with the casting. Yeah. No. I think we're good. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, here's something. We'll go on to this next then before we get into like different topics. Uh. So. This is the second film that John Carpenter made with Kurt Russell. Sure. Uh, this is the third, if you count, the TV movie Elvis. Um, so they made Escape from New York, then The Thing, then Big Trouble in Little so China. This the third one. Yeah. If you count the TV movie Elvis. Okay. But if you we were just, yeah. But they also made Escape from New York. They also made The Thing. They made this, and then they, years later, made Escape from L.A. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All of these movies, I think, are sort of classics. Oh, yeah. Have become cult classics if they're not legit classics. And yet, we don't really think about um, John Carpenter and Kurt Russell in the same way that we might think about 
other director-actor pairings like Tarantino and Sam Jackson. Right. Or Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. Or, <laughs> who I'm sick of. Or Nolan and Michael Caine. Where do, where do Carpenter and Kurt Russell rank in the, <clears throat> in the, in the hierarchy of director-actor pairings? That's a tough one. Because uh, when you look at John Carpenter, like he had a lot of box office success, but a lot of them were more cult following films. Like right. this one, like terrible flop at the box office. There was no marketing behind it. And later on, it developed that cult following. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as their chemistry of working together, amazing. Um, but I don't know, Scorsese and Leo is pretty much up there too. I mean, yeah, Scorsese, know, but- De Niro, Scorsese, DiCaprio. Yeah, you're talking about like, Goodfellas, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, right. stuff like that. <clears throat> so I would still place it up there because they delivered, you know, some great films and films that would live on forever. So especially Escape from New York um, right. and Big Trouble in Little China. Like those are like two, in, in my personal opinion, like way up there on the list of oh, yeah. movies. Yeah. So, Even The Thing. The Thing is a classic horror movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Thing still gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. I put them above Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, name me three classic Tim Burton, Johnny Depp movies. Oh well, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh my, it's Charlie and the Chocolate Whatever. Factory. That's how like, much I, give I them, like, did not like that movie. I give them Edward Scissorhands. Okay. Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another pairing they had that I would consider that I want to go back and watch over and over again. Not Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow was decent. Yeah, but I don't. But again, is it as good as Escape from New York? No. Well, no. Is it as good as The Thing? No. It's not as good as Big Trouble in Little China, or we'd be talking about it. Isn't that next week? Isn't that what we're doing next week? No, because I've only seen it, like, (laughs) one and a half times. I don't want to see it again. Yeah. Either way, better than Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. What about John Carpenter? Is John Carpenter an underrated director? Oh, absolutely. But in many ways, he's... It's weird, because Halloween's considered a classic. Right. Um, But then a lot of his other movies are almost like... Like, people almost look down their nose at them. Do you know what I mean? It, I think for John Carpenter, I mean, yeah, you get a lot about Spielberg. I'm not comparing John Carpenter to Spielberg, but, you know. Yeah, they're different. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're different, and that's the point. Like, John Carpenter has his own genre, you know, and, and I think this kind of exemplifies that. Because, I mean, how would you label Big Trouble in Little China? What genre would it be under? Yeah, I so, don't know. <laughs> right, so... John Carpenter had a way of carving his own role, you know, and, and, you know, going back to Halloween, like, that's horror. That's a classic horror movie. Right. Thing. Classic sci-fi. But uh, some of the other following movies that he did were were their own path. So I definitely think John Carpenter is underrated, but, you know, he has to find his right audience because there's that whole group of people out there, like, I love John Carpenter. I love everything that he's done. Mm-hmm. Escape from L.A., no, we don't that have to talk about Escape there. from L.A. But don't it's it's not as good as you remember. No. <laughs> it's just not. Don't good. watch it. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think John Carpenter is definitely underrated for everything that he's done. But that brings me to a, a point. We'll get back to John Carpenter. Escape from L.A. When Jack Burton plays basketball, that to me is a sign of a bad movie. What are you talking about that it was like. No, that as a- soon as like your hero. Whatever skills they have, like the same thing happened in Alien Resurrection. Like Ripley could play basketball. Yeah, it yeah. makes no sense. Like why you're here? Like, why whatever skills Snake Plissken got in the Marines or whatever he was in, how that translates into basketball? He was a I baller, man. It doesn't make any sense. It's a sure sign of a bad movie. What about it's surfing? Sudden, huh? What about the surfing part? The sur- oh gosh. I put the surfing part yeah. up there with. Well, again, and then there's another one. That's why Die Another Day is a bad movie. Again, see, surfing. basketball, surfing, if all of a sudden people start surfing or playing basketball, it's a bad movie. What about Badman? I've never seen it. Yeah. Snake Plissken would be excellent at Badman. <laughs> I'm sure he would be. Yeah. Excellent but, death perception. But yes, I think John Carpenter is a little underrated, even though The Thing is considered a classic, even though um, Escape from New York, I think, is a classic, even though Halloween, obviously, is a classic. Yeah. Um, but you also have Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah. You also have um, Christine, which got good reviews, which is still a good horror movie. It's, it's Stephen King, too. I mean, you can't go wrong. You made a car scary. Right. You know what I mean? How do you make a car it scary? Work. Well, Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. That was kind of They crazy. Live. They, yeah. Which is also they, sort of yeah. another cult classic. You right. know what I mean? Hyperman. And all these movies are very, very different, too. Right. 
Okay. Well, let's go on. So this movie started out, <laughs> oddly enough, as a Western. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, yeah, it was what in the 1890s is when it was supposed to take place. And originally set in the 1880s. 1880s, with, okay. With Jack Burton as a cowboy who rides into town. <laughs> and I think they steal his horse. I think so that was the thing, is he's trying to get his horse back. Was his horse named Porkchop? I don't know. That would have been amazing. I don't think it is. Yeah. I think that was added. Yeah, Rick, and apparently he was W.D. Richter probably added that. A terrible gunfighter. Was he really? It was. It was. It's so he was supposed to be like a crack shot where he could you could throw something like a penny up in the air and he'd shoot it out of the air. But uh-huh. in a gunfight, he was never able to hit anyone. So that was like the whole shtick of the entire movie. Oh. Okay. Well, maybe that that kind of translated into the. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, but anyway, so yeah, so that was written by Gary Goldman and David Weinstein. Weinstein, I don't know. Uh, studio didn't like it. They bought the script, but they didn't like it. So they hired W.D. Richter to pretty much completely redo <laughs> the entire thing. He set it in modern-day uh, San Francisco, turned Jack into a bungling idiot, <laughs> and the rest is history. Yeah. Movie was a terrible flop. Um, opened July 2nd, 1986. It grossed... $2.7 million. Yeesh. <laughs> it's opening weekend. Yeah, that's not very good. And then uh, total $11 million in North America. Had a budget somewhere around $20, $25 million. Did, big flop. Uh, to talk about how big of a flop it was, it got beat out by Psycho 3. I didn't even know there was a Psycho exactly 3. Exactly my point. Yeah. It got beat out by Psycho 3. Right. I, and, I mean, Aliens came in and crushed it later. Ferris Bueller was the same month. And, oh, that's a, oh, I didn't know that. And Karate Kid 2. Like, they all came out the same month. So it was you had some stiff competition, but still. Yeah. Still not good. Well, they, they, they rushed this out so fast because, again, they were trying to be the golden child. Right. So there was no marketing behind it. You know, they, they yeah. pitched it to Kurt Russell, like, this film's going to be huge. This is going to make you a star. And then they did no marketing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Kurt Russell still loves a movie. Oh, it's a great movie. Critics, I guess, mixed. Some yeah. liked it, some didn't. I don't think they got it. Whenever they did um, test screenings, apparently the audience loved the movie. They thought it was going to be a huge hit. Right. Yeah. Um, one guy, who's this? This is Ron Bass in the Toronto Star. Loved Kurt Russell. Said he does a great John Wayne imitation. Let's see. Um, but he's not just mimicking these heroes. He's using them to give his own character a broad satiric edge. Yeah. Exactly. It's, you know what? I was I have that in my notes. Oh, do you? Mimicking these characters <laughs> yeah. for a broad satiric edge. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that just goes to show you the box office is basically meaningless. Sometimes they get it right. Yeah. Sometimes they don't. Um, Ferris Bueller's a great movie. And so is Karate Kid, too. Yeah, and Aliens. But Psycho 3, no. And Aliens. Right, right, right. Yeah, that was a, oh, that would have been a good time. Yeah, that would have been a good month to go see movies. Yeah, that would have been great. Um, it's Big Trouble in Little China. Also a video game. Yeah. Never it, played it. Have you n- played it? No. Okay. Also a board game and a card game and also a comic series. Yeah, they did a sequel in the comic books for Big Trouble in Little China. So it oh. picks up right at the end when the, the Gula Beast is on the back of Jack's truck. Is that what it's called? I don't know. I'm just naming oh. it that. Oh, okay. Because I... I call it the Sasquatch. Yeah, the beast thing. Okay. Creepy. Creepy. He looks friendly, though. He almost looks like he's smiling. He does look like he's smiling, but he has yeah. giant, <laughs> creepy, sharp teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The part when, like, they first introduce him with just his eyes, when they, like, pop out of the picture. Yeah. That part's still... Yeah. Heebie-jeebies. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I want because I was watching it last night to get ready for this, and so now I know what's going to happen. Kim Cattrall has that door open for quite a long time before she realizes that there's a <laughs> giant monkey that's about to attack her. You know what I mean? She's literally standing there for a good two seconds, looking right at it with a confused look on her face, and then the arm comes out. She's got to see it. I mean, how would you you open up she, a door? No, but her her face isn't like, oh, this is unbelievable. I'm terrified. It's still maybe it was a dark hallway. You don't I don't know. know. You don't know. Yeah. Blend it in. Okay, let's talk about the legacy. Well, yeah, we'll talk about the legacy, and then we'll get into some random stuff. Ooh, I love random that stuff that I found. Do we want to talk about the legacy? We can talk about the legacy. 
I don't have much. All right. Well, then don't talk Ra about it. <laughs> All I have is is basically Mortal Kombat stole most of its characters from from this uh, movie. Raiden, Raiden is basically the the storms. Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung is yeah. from Low Pan, and apparently Jane, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is making a follow up, although not really any word. Yeah, I'm confused if it's a reboot or if it's just like, hey, here's part two. Like, I don't know. Thirty years later. It's not. It's not going to have the same characters. They're not like recasting Jack Burton. It's just going to be a follow-up. All right. Whatever well, that, that means. doesn't make any sense to me. All right. So if you can, anyone in Hollywood, if you were to remake this movie, who would you pick as some of the characters? As Jack Burton? Yeah, Jack Burton. Start with Jack. Like maybe Ryan Reynolds could pull off Jack Burton. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He could be an idiot. He could yeah. just be be a smart ass, but he wouldn't be afraid to look stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? See, I think Ryan Reynolds could maybe do it. I was. Thinking, I think The Rock could do it. I don't know how I feel. About, I mean, The but Rock. But he's he's too big. That's what I'm saying. I he think, looks too much like a badass. Yeah, like I like. Yeah. Jack Burton. What I loved about him is like that's an any man attainable body. Like that is me going out cutting the grass and looking like Jack Burton. But. <laughs> I almost wonder if um. Now I can't think of his name. Dude from Mad Men. I was thinking, oh, John Hamm. John Hamm. I was thinking, yeah, that, that would be a good one. I was thinking Chris Pratt. Yeah, um, yeah. Only because yeah. Like, the second Guardians of the Galaxy, Kurt Russell was in uh, as Chris Pratt's dad. And right. like when you see them on screen together, it's like, holy crap, that actually could be his dad. And yeah. like, you know, that that character, Star-Lord, could totally translate well over to oh, yeah. Big Trouble in Little They're China. almost the same. Yeah, yeah. they're very so, similar. I think that'd be perfect. <clears throat> that would be good. Okay, here's some random stuffs that I've... Rando stuffs. Just random, completely random. I don't know where to put it, so they're just going to... Fire it off. Um, I counted five hells when I watched it last night. Yeah. Is there five? I, th there was the upside down underwater hell. <laughs> I didn't write them all so, down. Yeah, there was, right. Um, but yeah, no, that was the hell of the upside down sinners. I upside think. down sinners, yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is the, actually last night was the first time I picked up on that. Yeah, the different hells? Yeah. Well, no, not the different hells, but that that was one of them. I thought hells were that they were like literal, like other dimensional places where they would like curse you to or something well that's what i mean that kind of gets in the whole mysticism and magic of but this was literally a pit well yeah that's, where they, I mean, that's literally what you do well i didn't so, know that they so, yeah, literally did they're it. literally going through hell to but, rescue these people so then are the other like hells that they talk about also in that building yeah they have to be are they skinning people alive and yeah. like boiling people there that's, too that's what i'm thinking just that's way, what it's like. It's yeah. way darker than I originally. No, it totally is. Like, <laughs> and, and I really knew. Literally going through hell to rescue these people. Going through hells. Yeah. To rescue these people. Yeah. And that's kind of like they just kind of right. like skip over it. Like just gloss over it. Like oh yeah. That's one. Of, that's probably that's the the scariest part of the. That's another hell. The movie though, because those dead guys look pretty. Oh yeah. They look pretty real. Yeah. Um. Okay. Other randoms. Did you know there's an alternate ending? There's an alternate ending. You can watch it on YouTube. What's the alternate ending? Okay, so okay. <laughs> it's it's actually it's not an alternate ending. It's just expanded. So they get out. They're in Jack's car. They stop at the red light. They all kind of breathe a sigh of relief. Then it cuts to them at the restaurant celebrating. They cut a part out. What happens is they're at the red light. They breathe a sigh of relief, and then the lords of what are they called? Lords of death. The lords of death. Yeah. Those three guys drive by in a Corvette. And Jack sees them, and the lords of death pull off like next to some dock and he creeps up behind them and with his truck pushes them into the ocean. <laughs> I kind of wish like, they kept that. Oh no, it, it fits perfectly and like everyone, nobody's horrified by it. Wang especially, they all just look at him smiling, like <laughs> approvingly nodding and then he just says something to the effect of, well I feel much better now. <laughs> and then they go to the restaurant. Yeah. I wish they would have kept they that. They should have kept like, that in there. Yeah, that would have been perfect. Um, Egg's office, Egg Shen. Yeah, that's the office of Ghostbusters. Oh, really? That's their office. It's I the guess same yeah. building. I guess when you look at as it, as soon as yeah. you see it, you're like, yes, of course it is. It totally does. Yeah. Right. Huh. Um, the first scene when they're interviewing Egg Shen, which they never follow up on. No, not at all. You know why? Well, because yeah, they they didn't like. Yeah. The start of just Jack Burton, they didn't think he was that strong enough of a hero. And right. also they wanted it to have two heroes. Like, you know, him and him and Wong were supposed to be like the double heroes of it. Right. 
Yeah, but they the studio was like, no, it was it's not strong enough. So yeah, reshoot something. They thought that he was he didn't look heroic. He looked like an idiot. Well, that's so the they whole added point of the this movie. scene. I think it <laughs> backfires though, because I think if you just start the movie, then you just would kind of go with the movie. They start the movie though with this, you know. You leave Jack Burton alone. Yeah. He showed so much courage. He, Burton, where is Jack Burton and his truck? Now all of a sudden you're like, who is Jack Burton? Yeah. And so then when he shows up and then he's you're such like, an idiot, Jack Burton? I think it makes it even more glaring how dumb he is. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it backfires. Well, plus they give away everything in that first like two minute segment. Like, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, there's going to be magic. There's going to be monsters. There's going to be ghost. True. There's going to be kung fu. Yeah. Yeah. I it mean, still catches you by surprise. You still don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have. Okay. Here's this is a, um, a crazy theory. I <laughs> I thought this last night while I was watching it too. When you first the second time you see Egg Shen is when he's doing his tour through Chinatown yeah. with all of the tourists snapping pictures. The Egg Fu Young tours. Right. Yeah. I have a theory that those are that's the same tour group as from the Alamo in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> they all look exactly the same. They're all just like grinning like idiots and like taking pictures and stuff. You might be right. I think it's the they same. They switch tour. buses somewhere, you know <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> in Texas. They're going yeah, they're going cross country and they wound up there. <laughs> Okay, uh, real quick, talking about random facts. So John Carpenter does all of the music for his soundtracks. Right. So from Halloween, any iconic (coughs) song from any of these movies, John Carpenter did it. Right. And they did the intro song to this, so like the title song, The Big Trouble in Little China. That was his band called The Coupe de Ville's. So it was him and a couple people that he went to film school with. So it was Mm -hmm. Tommy Lee Wallace um, who did the IT television series. He directed the It television oh, series. Okay. And Nick Castle. Um, so. Uh, who played Mike Myers? Who played Michael Myers? So. Who I think co-wrote Escape from New York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's just really random that though that's his whole band. Like when you I look at his that. band, you're like, this is awesome. So Michael Myers is on the keys every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what, that's what he plays, man. That's true. And he also sings the uh, the higher pitch parts in the Big Trouble song. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. So, yeah, there's Michael Myers for you. As the, the music is good, obviously, and it's impressive that he does all of that and that some so many of his scores are just absolutely iconic. But when you see him play them live, <laughs> it looks stupid. You're like, dude, don't. He does not look like a rock star. No. no. He, he looks like an 80s rock star. He looks like an 80-year-old rock star. Well, yeah. Even when, he was that, like, yeah. even when he was 40, he looked like he was 80. <laughs> He's just like the skinny dude. Just yeah. Should be wearing a turtleneck. It's chilled. All right, let's do. Let's talk about favorite scenes. You do favorite scenes. Yeah, we do favorite scenes. You get three. Ooh, three favorite scenes. Sure. Do you need? You want to talk about them now, or do oh, you yeah, wanna, no, we can talk do you about them. A minute. So, um, when they first introduced the storms, I thought that part was pretty cool. Yeah, that's when you get your first taste of how crazy this movie is going to get. Yeah. Right. Like I don't know why the one dude had giant back scratchers. Like that was his weapon. No. Yeah. And their powers are confusing, too. Because the one dude is thunder, rain, and lightning. Well, no, it's wind, isn't it? Thunder, wind, and... It's lightning, wind... Wait. I thought it was thunder, rain, and lightning. Okay, so the the lightning dude, that's pretty obvious. That's what I'm saying. It gets confusing because then um, rain, he always shows up with rain, but he has a wind power. Because he's yeah. the dude, like, blowing the wind, the yeah. balls into Jack. Yeah, they, they, they got a little confusing. And then Thunder, like, can make, can, like, inhale a lot. Well, yeah, that was his whole thing. It <laughs> doesn't make any sense, thing, though. Like, it's confusing. only used it, well, he used it twice, but the second time it just, what, what are you doing, guy? I don't know, I don't like, know. Like, yeah. is that hard to carry? What is that? Okay, but why, why that scene, then? Um, because again, like you just said, it introduces you to like this crazy world. Like that's the first time, like up until this point, sure, there's a a gang fight going on, but then it introduces you to the magic aspects of everything in there. And you're like, man, this is going to be a crazy ride. (laughs) I have one thought about that, that scene. Cause you have, I don't remember what their names are, but you have the two gangs who are fighting. Yeah. Like the Wang Chings or. Yeah. I forget their names. What are they called? I can't remember. There's the two gangs. There's the yellow, who are the good guys, and the red, who are the bad guys. And the storms are on the side of the red. Right. They're, like, showing up as reinforcements for the red. So they show up, and the red guys all run over with the yellow guys, 
and they all look at the storms terrified. Yeah, yeah. And as the storms approach, they all are terrified of them. Because they all stop right. But I would think that the red people wouldn't necessarily be that terrified of them. They, like, live with them, and they know that they're there to help. Well, I think it's... Do you know what I mean? Maybe because they don't see them as often, and when they come in, like, they're like, oh, this is really bad. Maybe that's it? Maybe. And I just always if found I just that saw confusing. someone, you know, shoot lightning out of their hands, I'd probably be a little like, well. Yeah, but if he was on your team, I'd be like, yeah. Well, well yeah, no, I'd be happy if he was You know what I mean? Team. The cavalry's arrived. <laughs> That's what I'd be thinking. Right. Um, do you have another one? Uh, two more. Two more, okay. Do you know them or do you want me to do mine? Uh, you, uh, all right, so end scene when Jack catches the knife all in the reflexes and throws right. it back. That part yeah. was pretty awesome. The whole movie's awesome. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Right. Uh, I gotta think about the third. Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. I'm going with um, drinking the magic potion. That's one of my favorites. When they drink the magic potion, they have one of the great lines. Jack says, you know, may the, the wings of liberty never yeah. lose a feather or something. He totally doesn't want to drink the potion. He doesn't trust Egg. And then he drink, and then th- it all builds to the <laughs> the scene of them riding down the elevator or whatever. Yeah, just all just giddy. Like, yeah, and then <laughs> him just like, is it getting hot in here? I don't know. I don't even get it. But. There's been many times when I'm like, I think I've drank that potion before. I don't right. Know. Yeah. Um, the escape from the underworld. Basically, Which that one? the the <laughs> like the big one when he has all of them together. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so basically, everything. From uh, him falling down <laughs> with the wheelchair, yeah. not going down the well, to them getting out. I'm, like, counting that whole thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it, I, I absolutely love him grabbing the dude, saying, make one move. Then the guy just destroys him. <laughs> yeah. Then he grabs him again, and they tell him to, come on, Jack, come on. And then he can't because he's grabbed onto this guy, and if he lets go, the guy will kill him. Right. He winds up almost dying in the wheelchair. The payoff of this whole scene for me is when he finally, he like runs over the two dudes with the wheelchair, barely doesn't die. He's completely helpless also. He's not doing any of this on purpose. He runs back up, just lucky to be alive, just happy to be alive. And then Eddie and Wang are like, great job, Jack. And he goes, yeah. Like, like, (laughs) what? Like, yeah. I didn't mean to do that. I I didn't. Yeah. Well... (laughs) And then I think it, and then it all like ends for me with, uh, all right, from here on out, it gets pretty normal. A lot of offices, a lot of warehouse, a good public front. We're going to follow the leader on three. We're going to get out of here. Ready? One, two, three. (laughs) We may be trapped. We may be trapped. (laughs) (laughs) Because he just opens the door and they're all just standing there. Exactly. We may be trapped. that 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 was definitely up there. Right. And then my third is going to be the um, the regroup after the White Tiger raid. I love all of oh. the times when they regroup after they like everything goes wrong and they have to figure out how they're going to do it again. But the regroup after the White Tiger raid, just because Jack is so confused, well, and, <laughs> and like um, I, I love when they start doing the exposition. Well, every time they regroup. The rest of the cast, for me, only exists for exposition. Yeah. They only exist yeah. to explain the movie to you so that you can run back in and just have crazy stuff happen. Then you pull back out. Then that cast explains it all so that you can make sense of it. But Jack doesn't absorb anything. Right. <laughs> right. So this is the first time they regroup after the White Tiger. Miao Ying has been kidnapped. For the Jack eighth time. Doesn't, for the eighth time. Yeah. Jack doesn't know what's going on. The reporter is there now. They mentioned David Lopan. She goes on this whole long tirade about who he is, and then Jack just looks at her and goes, who the hell are you? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. Right. And then, of course, you know, batten down the hatches or, uh, you know, everybody hang tight, hold down the fort, keep the home fires burning, and if we're not back by dawn, call the president. Call the president. Right. Yeah. It's, per- it's beautiful. And I think, uh, you know, my last scene, I think, would be like the, the end fight scene because, you know, that's when you get to see Egg Shen and Lopan go at it. You know, like, once oh, they go yeah. back into the underworld, you know, Egg Shen has those little things that he throws at that worm monster. He throws rocks yeah. at everyone and they, <laughs> like, they kind of blow up or right. something. 
Yeah, so that's when you see like, oh, Egg Shen's really powerful, and then yeah. him going against Lopan was pretty, pretty awesome. The like, the remote control battle, or he yeah. uses pinkies or <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah, it was so ridiculous. Right. Um, do you have a? How about a favorite line? Oh well, that's. The, there's so many. There's so many, but I still love the Jack Burden line. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir. The checks in the mail, like. <laughs> okay, well, see, I'm going to go, see, that's pretty much right at the, that's maybe the first thing he says. Yeah, that's like, that's his first opening monologue. I'm going to go with almost the very last thing he says, which isn't even funny, but I think, like, puts just, like, the perfect, gives, just, gives a good tint to the very end of the movie, and it sort of leaves it so that when you walk away from the movie, it, like, leaves a little impression on you, and that's when he's walking out, and he turns around and he says, we really shook the pillars of heaven, didn't we, Wang? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's like the only thing he says that's not funny or meant to make him sound stupid. Right. You know what I mean? And I just, I don't know, I really like that it's like one. like you did. You did, Jack. Okay. So let's talk about um, our MVP for the movie. Who's the, who's the most valuable player here? Who's the, who's the key character that the movie can't exist without? I don't even know why we're talking oh, about Eddie. it. Oh, Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> I actually like Eddie. I, I don't do know too. Why. Like, he was... I like everyone in the movie. Like, I can't figure out who I wouldn't want in the movie, even though... Mao Ling. Mao Ling, yeah. Yeah, she's useless. Just she's useless. a MacGuffin. Yeah. It, yes, that's all she is. She's just there. Yeah. So, but okay, MVP, it's got to be... MVP? Well, yeah, who's the most... Be, besides Jack Burton? No, it has to be Jack, right? Well, yeah. Okay, I mean, hopefully, because yeah, I mean, this is where I wanted to talk about Jack. Jack Burton. Okay. Well, you can have a different answer. Mine's Jack. I don't no, think I mean, it's it the has same to be movie Jack without Burton. I mean, Jack. Wang was awesome, too. They're all, yeah. But yeah. it wouldn't have been, if it was just a movie with no Jack Burton and Wang. It'd stink. Oh, it'd be terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't watch it. Exactly. Yeah. No. Okay, well, let's talk about Jack, then. Okay. Um, you don't know Jack. That's what we'll call it. You don't know second. Jack. Go ahead. Here's what, <laughs> okay, so for anyone who hasn't seen the movie or who doesn't really remember, Jack Burton is... He, he, he's pictured as, like, the all-American hero. He's, he sort of is the leader of the group in some ways. Oh, yeah. Like, they keep sort of pushing him to, like, lead things. Well, yeah, there's, like, a mystery about Jack, too. Like, especially when you meet Eddie, and Eddie's like, this is Jack Burton that you've been talked about? Like, it's almost like Dalton from Roadhouse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he has a, represent, a reputation that sort of precedes him. He's, he's made into, like, this mythological guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because of the way that people talk about him sort of around the edges. And so he should be the hero of this movie, but he's absolutely not. No, he stumbles in, his way through it. In many ways, they would all be better off without him. <laughs> he kills Lopan at the end. Other than that, he is an anchor around the neck of the entire operation. Yeah, right, right. They're always right. <laughs> rescuing him. He's bumbling his way through everything. Yeah, yeah. right. But in many, okay, so we talked about this kind of at the beginning, but I kind of want to, like, expand on it. There is one movie where all of the characters exist and all of this stuff is happening, and then Jack is in a different movie. It's like they took a character from a different movie and they just shoved just him into this dropped one. Dropped him into it, yeah. And didn't convert him over. Like, they never re-rendered him for this movie, so he still reacts as if he's in a different movie. Oh, right, right. So the whole rest of the, what I find funny is that he's acting sort of normal. If this were really happening, this is what you would, re this is what how you would react. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, this Everyone else real. takes it dead serious. Right. And in many ways it is, because they're killing people and, and stuff. But still at the same time, I mean, there's, but, I mean, you're a truck driver. You know, you're the great American. Right. Like, he played football in high school. Had been a quarterback. Like, that's Jack Sure. Yeah, yeah, Oh, he definitely played football. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, getting thrust into this world of magic and just, like, a totally different cultural realm. Like, th that's exactly what's happening. Like, he just got off the ranch. He's coming here, and then this happens. Yeah. He wants to be helpful, but he can't. He yeah. can't even accept the reality of what's happening no, all around him. Right. How could you yeah. wrap your head around that? He's so far out of his element. He's <laughs> confused at all times. He's angry about how confused he is. <laughs> he's a little bit afraid. You find out, like, he's never fired a gun before. Yeah. He's, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's just not prepared for any of this stuff. 
And there are little parts, like, if you pick up on him when you watch the movie, like, when, you know, they'll ask him, like, oh, you think you can do this? He's like, yeah, sure. And then, like, he'll, like, look away, and, like, his face looks terrified. Like, yeah. Or he's just uncertainty. And that's, like, Jack Burton, man. He just puts on this big front, and mm-hmm. it's like, we'll figure it out when it happens. One of my favorite parts um, is when <laughs> is when they get into the underworld, and they get kidnapped. They, like, escape from the, uh, the, the hell of the people underwater yeah. or whatever it is. And they're now strapped to the wheelchairs. <laughs> By this time, Wang has figured out we're in like this underworld. The storms captured us. We're in a lot of trouble. This is probably David Lopan's hideout. This yeah, is probably his headquarters. Okay. We might be meeting Lopan. We're in serious trouble. This guy has my fiance. He's a sorcerer. He's got. He knows all of this stuff. And then he looks over at Jack as they're tied into the the, the wheelchairs, and he says. Oh, Jack, I think we're something to this effect. We're in trouble. I don't like the looks of this. Jack is so far behind. <laughs> he, he hears what Wang says, and then he goes, where are we? Yeah. <laughs> That's a, he, like, he just wants to know where they are. He's so, like, Wang is way out here. Like, yeah. we're about to He's be, like, it out. sent to the hell of this. And Jack's just like, where are we? Yeah. That's what I love. It's like, how did you... You're not listening to anything that I was just saying? <laughs> no, he's not ready for this at all. No, he's just trying to figure out a way out. Exactly. Two-foot-thick um, steel doors. What's that? Two-foot-thick steel doors. Yeah, that's right. We'll chew our way <laughs> yeah. out of here. <laughs> Every single thing he says is fantastic. But, yeah, he he beats himself up. He's dis- He's, you know, incapacitated for the big fight. He throws his <laughs> knife away. Wang single-handedly... Beats up most of the people. Well, right. Yeah. Um, even when he does ac- actually do something good, it's usually on accident. I just want to see Wang chop a bottle in half. You know? Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Every time mm-hmm. I see it, I think it's going to change. Right. I'm like, he's going to do it this time. Jack Burton, I think, though, should be in every single movie. Like, if they like, did that to every movie, just it put, would be better. Well, and you could do that, too, because yeah. that's pretty much what they did with this. Like, you could put Jack Burton in Star Wars. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, Han Solo is kind of like Jack Burton. Yeah, in a way. It's like point-counterpoint because some people will get really into Star Wars and then some people will roll their eyes. So, like, this is what I think is so brilliant about the movie is you can appreciate it on both levels. You can like it and roll your eyes because Jack Burton sort of gives you permission to because he's constantly pointing out how ridiculous all of this is. And, like, every single time that... Like another part is when they're um, when he's wearing the blue bathrobe. He's he's pissed off because he can't get his insurance claim for his truck. And like the music turns on him ominous, and the dad's gonna explain to him about like uh, low pan and you know he's he's a spirit. He's like a nightmare. In any other movie, that guy Jack Burton absorbs that information, realizes the gravity of the situation, and is terrified. And his reaction is. What? Yeah. That's it. His reaction is, what? And then Kim, Kim Cattrall comes in and just starts talking about David Lopan, too. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, how do uh-huh. you know? And then the other thing I will say, like, he's the only person not taking anything seriously. Has no idea, like, how much danger they're in. Sure. And yet, at the same time, the whole rest of the cast, as, as serious as they take it, I always get the feeling that they're sort of, like, kids playing a game. Yeah, right. It feels like a fun adventure. Yeah, it's yeah, almost right. like they're going, like, yeah. Like, they're doing this on purpose because this is what, like, they just don't have anything better to do. This is a fun thing for them. It's almost like make-believe time. Yeah, it's like if the Goonies happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, what, that's what it feels like, adult Goonies. Especially just the way they talk. They're like, well, we have to because David Lopan is the guy <laughs> who does this, and, the, and you're just... It's like, are you making this like, up no, just so we have to go in there? You can just leave. Right. That's yeah, what you can do. Exactly. Sorry, Mylan. All right. Who's the who's the weakest part of this movie? But that, I mean, come on. Who do you like? Who could you recast or like? What character just stinks? Mylan. Meowlin. Meowlin. Is it Meowlin? Meowlin. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe My, it's just Mylan? Super Troopers is seeping into my Meow. brain. Um. Hmm. Yeah, you could recast her. Uh, but the, yeah, but nobody's other than bad her, though. Yeah, I was gonna say other than her, like that would be a, a tough call. Mm-hmm. Egg Shen did great. Victor Wong. Yeah, I don't even Will mind Pan Eddie. Was amazing. Yeah, no, I liked Eddie. Kim Cattrall. Get rid of Kim Cattrall. See, I think Kim Cattrall 
She's not a great actress, but the movie she's in... Like, work. Work, because she's not supposed to be, sort of. I could see that. Like, like well, Police Academy, Porky's. I liked her. This. I, I liked her in Police Academy. I liked her in Porky's. It was. Yeah. You know. But, but even this one, she's saying lines that aren't good. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> but and you could definitely tell because she was like a huge stage actress, and this is like you know the first yeah. time you really see that come out. Besides, like the other two. Um, but like the way that she delivers the lines is almost like she's in a stage play. She reminds me of like a yeah. 1950s like private investigator in this <laughs> just yeah. like the way that she delivers her lives like that's what it reminded me of and they could have had a whole different like the whole thing with her showing up at the airport for the other lady is just confusing when it doesn't have to be i don't, I don't know get it i don't get it i like what, okay was she a reporter was she a lawyer what was she she's a lawyer okay she says that she was there to make sure that this lady's rights weren't taken away and i guess the lords of death were just looking for any chinese person to steal and they were going to steal her, but because Jack was, you know, kind of hitting on Kim Cattrall, he interrupted it, so they ended up stealing Miao Yin, Miao Ling. I can't remember her name. Miao Lin? Miao Lin? Miao, Miao Lin. Lin. Yeah. There it is. They stole her instead, so that's why she's like, well, it's kind of my fault. But then, like, the whole part with, like, oh, go back to bed. Uh, yeah. They make it seem like there's more to it than there is. Right. It's confusing. They, it it's just doesn't. Just, it's another confusing part of the, of the movie. Yeah. But the part when we're introduced to the Lords of Death, when Jack's like, hey, where'd you get that from? Right, exactly. <laughs> As he pulls out a switchblade and, like, a baton. And, it, like, I always think, every time I see it, though, too, when they, like, sweep him off his feet, when yeah. the dude sneaks up by, that looks like it hurts. Yeah, it did. It really did. <laughs> so many did. times in an action movie you see a person, like, it's something as simple as that, just sweep the guy's legs and watch him fall. Like, the, the, the hero pops back up. If I took your legs out from under you... Oh, I would lay there. <laughs> exactly. Me breath. too. And you can tell, like, it looks like it hurts, and Jack's like, oh, man. Yeah. That hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the leg sweep was probably the most brutal move you could do in the 80s. Like, oh, yeah. Daniel LaRusso. Exactly. Yeah. Sweep the leg, Johnny. I know. Yeah. A lot of controversy around but that you, move. But you can come back. You can come uh -huh. back. Okay. So weakest link, it doesn't matter. Yeah, get rid of Meow Lin. We can do that. <laughs> Throw her out. Do we need a sequel or a reboot? I'd watch a sequel. I'd watch a sequel. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Reboot? I'm not sure. If it doesn't have John Carpenter attached to it, I don't know. Unless, unless, um, David Green, I believe, and um, Danny McBride, the ones that just did Halloween, if they can do what they did with John Carpenter's Halloween and bring it over to this, I would totally watch it. See, I'd almost prefer a sequel. Like Kurt Russell still. No, I'd much there. rather a sequel. He could he could still do Jack Burton. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'd much. Whatever rather. they do, they can't make it good or serious. No, no, absolutely not. Right. It has to be in the same vein. Yeah. And I think they could totally work. they could totally get away with it. So here's something I wanted to ask. So basically, Snake Plissken, Jack, uh, Kurt Russell's character from Escape from New York, uh -huh. and Jack Burton are very similar. Right. Snake Plissken's a little bit more serious, but he speaks mainly in sarcastic comebacks. Right. Except in kind of a Clint Eastwood whisper sort of way. And Jack Burton is sort of a John Wayne, but also sarcastic. Which character do you like more, Which, Snake or Jack? Um, personably, I would go, like, personality-wise, Jack. If I got into, like, a fight against gangs of marauders, yeah. Snake Plissken. If the crazies are coming, I want Snake. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Snake is a trained killer. Right. Jack Burton, no. I mean, he'll get you out of some stuff. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take a lot more effort. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to do some heavy lifting. But who would, you know, who would win in a fight? Oh, just Snake. <laughs> Definitely. You never know, man. Snake throws a knife at him, Jack catches it, all in the reflexes. Yeah. But Snake, I mean, he has guns. Yeah, Snake's going to win. Why? Yeah. All right. Snake Plissken versus another uh, Kurt Russell character, Captain Ron. Oh. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen Captain Ron, but I'll go with Captain Ron. I'll take him with the points. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is it on a, are they fighting on a boat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. But, yeah, Captain Ron, of course. Well, I mean, if he falls in, though, Snake could surf back. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you can't count. I don't even out. count Escape from L.A. Snake. That snake doesn't <laughs> exist to me. He had the flu. Yeah. That was it. I don't know. Terrible movie. Mm-hmm. And, and he's also good at, uh, you know, never mind, I can't think of it. <laughs> so, all right, I would go with Jack. I like you go Jack? I like the character better. Yeah. Yeah. I do, too. It was just a more fun character, more relatable. Maybe this is a stupid question. Maybe we should have done this at the beginning. Why is this a better movie than people remember? <laughs> well, no, I We've think it's a it good all. way to go. end it, though. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it, and that's the whole point of this podcast, is is it nostalgia? Is it that's why it's a good movie? Or is it just a good movie? Can you count? Can you continue watching it throughout the ages? I think that Big Trouble in Little China is a great movie. You know, like that's... <laughs> And, and people should love to watch this movie because it has everything that you want. It has action. It has comedy. Um, some of the special effects are a little dated, but that's just to be, you know, expected. So, yeah, yeah, it's a great movie. It has everything you want and Kurt Russell. Oddly enough, see, I think this is one of those great family movies that people should watch. In many ways, I think this, is, this would be easier for um, children to handle than, like, say, The Goonies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with the exception of, yeah, the underwater hell scene, most of the stuff's kind of played for laughs. It's not taken too seriously. You know what I mean? There are dead people in the Goonies. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? The, the, in, in many ways, I think the Goonies is way scarier. It's but a stiff. It's a Yeah, exactly. But, see, I don't think it's just nostalgia for this movie because when I recently watched it, I hadn't seen it in years. Yeah. And a lot of it I had forgotten. So I watched it as a, a near 40-year-old man, and I loved it. <laughs> 40-year-old man with a childlike mind. Yeah, I it. absolutely loved it. But, again, this is something that I think you could watch with your 10-year-old, yeah. and they would just go crazy over it. Yeah, I you watched I mean? it with my 5-year-old yesterday, and she yeah. loved it. So. It would feel like a treat, like you were getting away with something by getting to watch this movie. Yes. And then, you you know, it's for the parents at least, it's oh, – it's, it's, it's not Frozen. It's not Frozen. Yeah. Right. Jack would be a great character to add to Frozen 3. <laughs> <laughs> if they animated Jack Burton into Frozen 3, just so he could, you know what I mean, be like, what is going on here? Is he a snowman? You have ice powers? Wait yeah, a minute. exactly. Right. Where's my plow? Yeah. If that truck just rolled into Arendelle. That would <laughs> be great. <laughs> the pork chop express <laughs> rolled into Arendelle. Yeah. Again, Jack Burton. Insert him in any movie, and you have yourself a winner. Yeah. Well, I think this movie is better than people remember because, uh, and I think that the special effects kind of aging a little bit help it. It looks great. I think they look great, and they, I think it's better that they look dated because I think this is a movie that ages well. Its flaws age well. Sure. You know what I mean? It was never intended to terrify you. Right. When the when like the you know what I mean when the the creatures come out and everything, it's meant to just be totally unexpected, and then it's supposed to make you laugh. So them looking not the best anymore works. I will say everything that they did with this movie played to their strengths yeah. and played to it lasting and being good upon repeat viewings. And that's what makes yeah. it awesome. Yeah. I will say the Guardian looked really good. Which the little the thing with the, all the eyes that was floating around. Oh yeah, yeah like yeah. that was actually really cool. It doesn't even need to be. You, no, it didn't need to be there at all. It has no purpose. It has no point. Like, and then they <laughs> even like they cut to it randomly to just show it like like licking its itself. Yeah. yeah, and you just why? It doesn't matter. But they're just like, well, we have that, so it doesn't well, David, matter. David Lopan knows we're here now. Yeah, and the the thing whatever that like comes out the spider looks fan. I, that thing looks. Oh great. yeah, it was terrifying. Yeah. it reminds me of uh, what movie was it? House. You ever seen the movie oh, House? Oh, boy. When I think the, I saw House 2. That was the one with, like, the grandpa? I don't remember. Well, in the first house, there's this part when he's, like, having all these Vietnam flashbacks, and he opens up a door, and this giant thing reaches out and, like, scratch terrified me. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it looks almost like that. So I don't know if they just borrowed it for the movie. Okay. I think this movie is fun. They throw everything in the world on the screen. <laughs> You're going to get your money's worth. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You are going to get your money's worth. They're and not, then some. And then some. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's funny. It's interesting. It has action. It has adventure. It has monsters, fighting. Um, Kurt Russell. It has Kurt Russell. Exactly. <laughs> Who's wearing moccasins for some reason. 
Why is he wearing moccasins? His boots are weird. They I, always they bother were weird. me. They were it's weird. Like he's, they were like I mean? wrestling boots that go like like an 80s they're wrestler lace would up. wear those. They, yeah. they look Native American. They did. They you look like know. they're made of like... I mean, you don't know Jack Burton's past. Deer. I'm just saying. They don't look like... You know what I mean? I don't know. They just... They, would they look weird. Totally rock his poncho. They kind of look like women's boots. They did. But yeah. it was the 80s. Well, did they wear women's boots in the 80s? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I would totally rock that poncho. And I really want that uh, the cutoffs shirt. Oh, yeah. They sell that. You I can know. get that. Yeah, you can totally get that online. <laughs> right. Anything else? Random yeah. thoughts? No. Watch this movie again. Yeah. Definitely watch this movie again. Watch it with your kids or just watch it by yourself. And then, yeah, just wait for Jack to say something. That's all I do. That's it. Yeah. Just play a game where you take a shot every time Jack Burton says something dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you have to watch. You'll finish the movie the next day. Because you're not going to make it far. 20 minutes in. Yeah, exactly. Passed out of your couch. I saw him pull into Chinatown. That was it. Exactly. All right. So are we done? We're done. Watch it. Watch it.